Hello and welcome to Giving Connect, Philanthropy Australia's latest podcast. In this series, we'll seek to explore some of the key themes that help illuminate how successful grant making works. Our host for each episode is Ben Clark, Head of Philanthropy and Social Investment at Australian Executive Trustees. His special guest today is Joe Garner, Director of Strategic Grants. Launched in 2009, Strategic Grants is a mission-driven business working with not-for-profits and funders across Australia and New Zealand to increase capacity in building effective partnerships between grant seekers and grant makers. Over the years, working with both funders and fund seekers, Joe has identified key areas where not-for-profits need assistance and advice when establishing, reviewing and building an effective grants program. Joe is a regular conference presenter at leading sector events and Strategic Grants is a member of Philanthropy Australia and Philanthropy New Zealand. Joe is also a fellow of the Fundraising Institute of Australia. Welcome to the podcast series, Joe. And now over to you, Ben. Hi, Joe. Thanks for joining us. Um, Great to have a discussion today about essentially a pretty simple concept, but so difficult to to nail on both the grant-making and grant-seeking side of the fence, and that is what makes a good grant application. Tell us a little bit more about strategic grants and that journey you've been on since 2009. It was really born from demand from the sector. So I started consulting way back in 2002 and in response to demand, um, working with a lot of charities that I had been involved with previously as an employee and word spread that I was out and about doing grant writing. Very, very quickly realised, though, that there's a lot more to it than just putting an application in, that there needs to be an approach whereby guidelines are read very clearly, eligibility criteria are checked, and more to the point that really robust, well-thought-out program plans are presented to funders in a really clear and succinct way. So, Strategic Grants was born in 2009, and as such, there is a range of services and training and advisory support that we deliver across Australia and New Zealand in helping to build the capability and capacity of charities and not-for-profits to go and build effective strategies that will also be sustainable. I'm keen to get into a little bit more about the characteristics of what makes a good grant application. But before we do that, Mm. are there any sort of nuances or differences that you see either side of the Tasman? Um, No. And in fact, if we take it more globally, you know, I've had the privilege of attending the International Fundraising Congress out of Amsterdam a number of times and sat, you know, on a number of globally led masterclasses on both grant seeking and grant making, also been involved in those in the Asia Pacific. And I hear fairly consistent messages across the globe around what constitutes best practice from both sides of the partnership, from both the funders and the fund seekers, absolutely. Across your your observations of your clients, but also your engagement globally, it seems, what are the the characteristics that you think make Mm. a, a good grant application? I think it comes back, number one, to relationships and that level of engagement and mutual understanding of each other's expectations 
to deliver a really meaningful partnership because that's what it ultimately is. You know, when a charity is seeking funds to deliver a mission-driven project into the community to meet an area of need, it's also got to align entirely with the funding objectives and desired outcomes that a grant maker wants to achieve through their grant making processes. So it's about really doing an immense amount of research to make sure that you are taking a very, very targeted approach to then starting a meaningful conversation with a prospective funding partner and telling them how your proposed project fulfills their funding objectives and then listening to them. So I think it really is that communication that needs to be just spot on and listening to each other, respecting the feedback that comes back both ways and uh, adhering advice before proceeding with an application. Where do you think the, the grant making sector is at in its ability to, I guess, be transparent and clear about its objectives in, in seeking the partners mm. that are aligned to its strategy or mission? I think one of the positives that's come out of the pandemic and the natural disasters that all impacted so greatly globally, but also, you know, more profoundly in Australia with the bushfires at the beginning of 2020, is that we have seen an increased dialogue between the funders and the grant seekers, particularly with an increased ability for charities to be able to pivot quickly and spend or redirect funds that have been received with permission, you know, and consultation with, in consultation with, I should say, with the, their funding partners. I think in terms of where we can see an improvement moving forward, I just think that we need 100% transparency from both parties. So, you know, the fact of the matter is that there are many funders that are going to have less funds to distribute because their investments have been impacted in this financial year and probably next. And therefore, just be open about that. You know, if the amounts are going to be less that are going to be distributed, if there is going to be uh, less applications considered, let's be really clear about that so that charities are making a really informed decision as to whether it's worth an investment of their internal resources to proceed with an application to a particular funding body. Yeah, I think that's a really, really interesting point. I mean, the internal resource being not only sort of the time and the spend, yeah. but, but also the clarity of mission and the reliance on funders in their own willingness to, to be transparent on that front. Given, I mean, it sounds like strategic grants sort of operating model is predicated on on there being a bit of a opaqueness and <laughs> lack of transparency mm -hmm. between some grant makers and the capacity of grant seekers to be able to identify and best articulate what they're seeking funds for. That leaves you in a unique position to no doubt see lots of grant applications that are going to funders. Can you give us an example of a successful grant application that you guys have supported or assisted and, and perhaps some insight on why you think it was successful? One of the most successful ones has been one of the NIB Foundation's National Partnership grants for a health-related project. And because it was a health-related project, clearly the people that were going to be responsible or, or were responsible through that successful partnership in delivering that program to the community were clinicians and there were researchers involved as well. 
So they're very far removed from the, usually from the business development or fundraising team that are tasked with seeking the funds and actually writing the applications. So the success there came from a very cohesive internal operating environment within that charity where there is a lot of collaboration between those writing applications and those delivering the projects for which applications are sought. There was training given to the lead clinician to go forth with the BD manager and have those conversations with NIB to alleviate any fears of um, it's not scary going and talking to funders. They just want to know more about what you're going to do with their funding potentially. Sorry, Joe, I was just going to ask, are many funders amenable to those discussions and and having them or is there still that sort of veil of complete the grant? In this particular case, it's a step in the process once you get past the EOI stage. But certainly, I think there could be more (laughs) um, openness to discussions. Now, look, I completely understand there's a resourcing issue for funders as well. You know, um, you don't all have 20 staff to be able to respond to all the phone calls that come in. And a lot of the phone calls shouldn't be coming in the first place because they're unqualified. But I do think wherever possible, yeah, we could see an improvement in the openness to have those discussions, even if, you know, it was via some kind of mass, you know, Zoom webinar where there was Q&As ahead of funding rounds and things just to give people the opportunity to really delve into those questions and help them make that really informed decision as to whether they should continue with an application or not. So going back to this example with the NIB Foundation, um, it was really a success story because there was such cohesiveness between the key players involved in seeking the application from the charity and really open dialogue with the funder once they pass the expression of interest stage. And then of course, putting together a really robust application that had clear, succinct answers. had all the demonstrable evidence and you know the goal is obviously what what we teach and certainly when we're reviewing draft applications prepared by organizations that we work with the goal is as a writer to leave no unanswered questions in the reviewer's mind. It seems, I mean, and as you sort of mentioned, there's a lot of work and obviously pulling together one of those successful submissions, not only in the internal communication and and relationships that need to sort of exist to really be the foundation of a successful application, but the resources together to actually get the application Mm. submitted. I'm kind of interested in your perspective on what importance funders are placing on is the supporting documentation such as annual reports, referees, you know, there seems to be a lot of funders out there that are still mandate or require demonstration of governance ticks and organisational capability. And we're starting to see, you know, increasingly demands for things like um, theory of change or return on investment. What sort of trends are you seeing emerging in that space? And, and is it creating an unnecessary burden on both grant makers and grant seekers to come up with all this material? Technically, the grant seeker should have all of that documentation that's usually asked for on hand anyway. But I guess the question that I would like to pose for funders to consider is what are they going to do with that information? 
I understand that there's Great a question. certain amount and type of, yeah, a certain amount and type of information that's required as part of the due diligence process. I mean, you're investing significant funding into a partnership. So you need to know that that organisation has the capability to deliver what they say they're going to deliver. But a lot of it's available through the ACNC. So are we replicating a national resource that's already available to us to have a look online and download directly all of those and and do the due diligence that way? Do we need to have it attached to the applications? I mean, surely it's creating a lot more paperwork for the reviewers that you're in to sift through as well. I'm seeing more requests for both a response to what will happen if COVID reappears, you know, if we have to go into a lockdown again, what is our contingency plan? The theory of change is usually related to one of the specific application questions within the application form when it comes to outcomes and how we're going to measure and demonstration of impact, etc., And again, you know, we would advocate that all charities should be working with theories of change anyway to ensure that what they're doing is going to have a meaningful and sustainable impact in delivering their mission. So, in one sense, I think that as long as the funders are going to do something relevant with that information, you give them what they ask for. And I mean, it's not really our place to question, well, what are you going to do with that? Why do you want it? Mm. (laughs) I mean, if they ask for it, give it to them. But in terms of refining the process, I think it's a good question for funders to ask. And I'm just, yeah. just reflecting on what you said earlier on about, you know, yeah. that key characteristic of a, of a good grant application is really that understanding of shared objectives. So mm. implicit mm. in that, I guess, is a, is a foundation of, of trust, right? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of your clients are coming to you with guidance on, on how to seek philanthropic funding. What's mm-hmm. your counsel back to those organisations on prioritising the projects um, that are most suitable? So, first of all, they must have obviously a strategic plan. From the strategic plan comes, you know, the the business operational plans and also the annual operating budget. So, first of all, look at what is unfunded. So, of what we have to deliver in this 12-month period, what are the components of that that are currently unfunded or partially funded and we need the balance in? So, that should be priority one. They'll then be beyond, you know, the budgeted planned projects, what we want to do in an ideal world with additional funding. We call it a a project pipeline or a wish list. And again, making sure that every single thing that is on that list is part of delivering our strategic objective and mission and that we're not seeking funds for the sake of getting funds through the door and allowing mission drift to happen. So, yeah, it's just making sure that everything that we have budgeted for is funded, anything that we've only got partial funding for is funded, and then prioritising, well, if we had the extra funding, these are our next steps looking forward into our future journey. These are the next lots of things that we need to do as a priority in achieving our strategic objectives. Jay, thanks so much for sharing those insights with us. Um, one of the things we, we like to kind of conclude on is if you could make a change to the way grant seekers and grant makers connect, what would it be? 
<laughs> clearer communication <laughs> and better research. So from the fund seekers perspective, read the eligibility and guidelines. If you're not a great fit, don't apply. It's wasting everybody's time. And especially when there is going to be less funds for distribution and greater competition. And for the funders, um, just be really, really straightforward on what will and won't be funded. Be really direct around what is eligible and what is not. And if, you know, you're having a phone call with a charity um, looking to apply for funding, if you don't think the project's going to get up for any number of reasons, then let them know that. And it's probably not the best time to apply. That was Joe Garner, Director of Strategic Grants, with Ben Clark, Head of Philanthropy and Social Investment at Australian Executive Trustees. This has been the Giving Connect series of the Philanthropy Australia podcast. Next week, we go international when Ben's special guest will be Suzanne Walsh, President of Bennett College in North Carolina. I'm Nick Richardson, and thanks for listening.